Hey, New York City, are you having a party and want your guests to take home Polaroid photos of those fun memories? Um, yeah. The best choice is Oshnap NYC. Photo wall setup, cleanup, printing, all included. Go to oshnapnyc.com or on Instagram at oshnapnyc. That's O-H-S-H-A-N-P. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Keith Arthur, and welcome to Career Expo, what you've always wanted to know, where each week I interview someone a different per- of a different career and industry. Um, this week we have a casting director. Ever wonder how that one Oscar winner got the lead in that film? Ever wonder who calls the shots on these kids getting on Broadway? Ever wonder who all these actors do their auditions in front of to get the job? She hitchhiked with two friends over 150 miles. She's a lover of horror and all things spirits. And at age five, she knew she was meant for the stage in New York City. Please welcome to the podcast, Helene Gaelic. Helene, my dear, how are you? I'm fine, Keith. Oh, thank you so much for having me as your guest. Um, I know we can't see each other right now, but at least we're talking to each other kind of live. I know. Well, you know, Helene, you're very active on social media. I was We're in an acting group together, and you actually did a pitch of your own um, type and I thought it was so great how you did that. It was kind of like, you know, three nouns and then you mentioned your what you look like, but also kind of your type as a, an individual and their energy. It was so good. Oh, thank you. Yes, I know which one you're talking about. And I just met. I'm in the program, and I just met with my personal coach today. We're still tailoring it. Yes. It's yes. Amazing how complicated it's it's one thing i can look at an actor and go okay you're this you're that you're that this is how i see it but then as the actor part of me um i'm just on the same level as every other actor because it's just hard to see yourself and so i need to go Mm -hmm. to somebody um to be the third eye basically i feel you well we're gonna get into exactly what casting and being a casting director is but first i want to know about you and your backstory and everything how you grew up and where you grew up And uh, just make sure you give us all the juicy details. Tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) So this is actually unrated. (laughs) Yes, this is Anything Goes, just like the musical. Um, So I grew up uh, upstate Albany, New York. And even though I was also good in sports, my mother thought a little girl should have dance lessons. So I had ballet and tap. And by the age of five... um, we had our dance recital and she didn't realize she created a monster. She thought this is just something nice to have. She had dance lessons when she was little and I was on this big stage. It was one of those um, old high schools that used to have like a huge auditorium with a balcony. And I got up there and had two little dances. I, I still have pictures. There's one where I had to be a bunny rabbit. That was the ballet part. <laughs> and the tap part was, um, it was to the song, uh, Stepping Out With My Baby. I don't know if you know, that's an old 1930s song. And we were New Year's Baby, and I had the cane and the top hat. It, it was hysterical. Um, and nobody had to teach me stage presence i just Mm. it was just like it clicked i just got up there Uh, i was very good at picking up steps and uh, that did it and i went wow i'm performing and people are clapping and they're watching me this feels good so 
And then, then later on that year, we, we took a trip, uh, Albany to New York is a two and a half hour train ride, so you can have a day trip. And uh, my parents and I, we went, they were working six days a week at that point in their business, so the Sunday was the day off, and a lot of times we would go, go down to New York, and the first visit, I remember looking at the buildings and uh, getting a little wallet that had the Statue of Liberty on it, and I, again, I was in love. New York, baby. So when did you actually move to New York City? I moved here uh, right after college. Um, I actually picked my college uh, because of its proximity to New York. Um, it was a really good, small, liberal school. My parents wouldn't pay for a theater degree, so I minored in theater and English, but I majored in education, in elementary education. And during my years there, we were 45 minutes from New York, and uh, or as the song said, 45 minutes from Broadway. <laughs> See, that's the thing, too. I started with musical theater, and even until this day, if I hear words, I burst into the song that the words are in. Yep. Um, I would go in every Saturday, uh, as I used to say, to escape the suburbs, and uh, take my dance lessons. I had stopped for a while, um, but then I picked them up again, and I went in for singing lessons, and uh, being a student, I got really cheap Broadway tickets. So I would go see a Broadway show, and I started walking around and really feeling the city, which was great before I actually moved into the city. Got it. So right Got... after college. Right. So we have dancing queen Helene, and, and then you, we get their elementary education uh, degree at, at, in college and minored in theater. Tell us now, you're in New York City. I mean, how did you eventually become a casting director? Oh, well, that was many years later, because I don't even... At that time, at least being non-union, and there was almost no TV except for a so couple soaps, um, when I auditioned for plays, there really wasn't a casting director. There was the director and the producer and maybe the choreographer and the composer and the musical director. Mm -hmm. um, it, You know what's funny about jobs and skills? Sometimes you're good at something, but you're not aware that it can translate into a job. I also have a sales background, and that came from my natural personality is if I'm very excited about something, like I will tell you about it, nobody's paying me for it, but I'm so excited I want you to know about it. And little did I know uh, that in the early 2000s, I was working at a restaurant, I was a maitre d' celebrity restaurant, and I went into sales. I worked with the hotel concierges Ooh. because I was good at getting them excited about our restaurants. We had at that point we had seven restaurants in the company, and I was, yeah, it was. I love to give <laughs> parties, so that fulfilled that part. So when you asked me about casting, um, again, I don't know if I was aware. I mean, I heard big cast. I knew big casting names just from reading business news. I knew that. Um, uh, I can't think of her name. Was it Juliet Lewis, the one who used to cast uh, Woody Allen movies. Mm, yes, yeah. Yep. Juliet. So yeah, and so I know the big names. You know, I'd see them. Lynn Stallmaster. You know, Deborah Keela. Those are like the big names. But I was the kind of person. You know, in the in the in the old days before email, <laughs> you had cast lists when you were in a show. 
and I'd always save them. Again, I was I, I saved them mostly just to keep in touch and give parties. <laughs> I have their you know phone numbers and addresses. <laughs> and I was always the kind of person who, if somebody um, had to be replaced, uh, I've been in a lot of shows where, like, Colleen, do you know anybody? And I take my list out and I go, oh, she would be great or he'd be fabulous for it. And it wasn't until, I'm trying to think when, it was like about 2006 or seven. I was part of a theater that unfortunately is no longer there. It was at McDougal Street. It was called Manhattan Theater Source. Okay. And it was a volunteer-run theater company. So we had different jobs. Like in the beginning, I would just come in for four hours to work in the office or straighten up or answer the phone. But I had met... I'm trying to remember. Oh, I know what happened. So one of the girls I had done sketch comedy with, she invited me to her birthday party. I met a guy who was there, and he talked about casting. First, he submitted me for a film, which I got, but then he told me later that he was starting sort of a business, and I said, wow, I'd really like to learn about casting, because I seem to find people on my own, yeah. and I have good instincts. So he took me to um, a place that I, now it's online. But I started uh, going to and met a lot of people was Theater Resources Unlimited. And oh, true. yes. Yeah. And he sat me down and told me what to do. And he, you know, he gave me pictures and we talked about what goes into it. And the funny thing is, um, this man, Michael Roderick, I had acted with his wife. They're not in the business anymore, but he is in the entrepreneurial business. Hmm. He's, yeah, he's great. He, um works with people in business because that's really big now business coaches yes anyway i so i started doing it for the theater to in lieu of the office work you know this was my contribution Mm -hmm. and little by little i started learning how to do it because we had uh festivals we had main stage plays and then my acting teacher, who at that time was teaching a film course at NYU, it was really cool. It's too bad it got cut out. It was for film directors, how to communicate with actors to get the performance you want. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, it was really good. And so when someone she knew was looking to put this film together, and a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, I'll just get my friends, which sometimes works. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But then if you're the writer or the director, and you're usually the producer as well, casting is really in the beginning. It's not just picking people. It's scheduling. And then they discover, oh, my God, I, I, mm-hmm. I can't have this extra, you know, entree on my plate. Yeah. So she recommended me, and that was my first paid job. And oh, wow. This writer used me twice, and um, I think she recommended me to another person. And then, and true, uh, the true auditions, I met this woman who I'm good friends with her still. She is amazing. She's one of these super networkers. I learned from her. (laughs) (laughs) He introduced me to a producer, and um, I cast a lot for him. And then it just became word of mouth. Right. So, because I'm in the indie. I'm in the indie market, which is like the low budget. Yes. Or I even say, I'll work with your budget. You know, this is not my only means of income. But I really found that I not only had a feel for it, but I really love it. And 
to me, it's just as creative as performing. I mean, I can feel your passion through this Zoom screen. <laughs> I know I. So Helene, you, I can tell, so you've got like a knack for, you know, getting to know people and their type and you're saying, Hey, I think this person would be good for this role. So you get into casting and you mentioned before, back in the day, there really wasn't maybe a casting director per se. So I'm wondering if, in your opinion, if you could explain to the listeners, what's the difference between a, a director, a writer and the casting director? Cause that's something that not everybody knows. I think you and I obviously know because we're in the industry, but right. what exactly is your definition of a casting oh, director? Absolutely. And and just to sort of piggyback on that, I, I think there were casting directors since since like the since the eighties, the independent casting people, because the remember in the old days that studios would have their own casting and TV did. And then there were some big theater casting directors. But I'm talking in the 90s, we started getting into the smaller projects. And then, of course, um, the minute the internet came up, then you had that. So I just, yeah, I just wanted to say that. No, I'm, I'm actually glad you broke that down. That's something yeah. that people don't think about is it's kind of gotten more independent, as you as you said, and, and right. kind of gotten because I narrower. I think the turning point, like there's always a turning point, like even in theater, um, they pinpoint the off-Broadway movement, I believe, it, I can't remember the year, but it was 1953, one of those years where Geraldine Page uh, did Summer in Smoke. Mm. And she did it in the Greenwich Village Theater, and that that was supposed to be the start, you know, of off-Broadway. And then in the 65, 66, when, you, when Lanford Wilson started out, Terrence McNally, they would go in the village. That's when they went to the coffee houses and the churches. And that was kind of, that's off, off Broadway. So with the same thing with casting, I think uh, John Cassavetes is noted to be one of the earliest independent filmmakers where he didn't use the big, right. you know, one of the big companies. So as I said, that's when I think around the 80s, early 90s, um, the casting became big. Because I remember uh, uh, one of my friends worked in advertising agency and they had casting directors at the agencies for the commercials. Right, right. So like an in-house, if you will. Yeah. Exactly. You always had it in some in some way. So anyway, to to uh, let you know what the definition is. Well, it depends. When you're doing a play, first of all, there's always a producer. And usually in the real indie market, in the lower budget indie market, it's either the director or the writer. One of them is usually the producer also. Okay. And many times, most of the time, it's the writer or it's both. Um, and by producer, just a quick, what exactly does that even mean to anybody? Uh, well, it can mean a lot of things in different areas, but basically the producer is the one who's funding the money. Funding. Okay, great. The money. It's, it's basically funding. <laughs> Whether they get it from something, but they're in charge of that. They're in charge of the hiring. Perfect. Um, of at least the, the, the main staff, which is, again, the director, the choreographer, if you're doing a musical choreographer, musical director. And in stage, it's also, it's either the writer or the director, or I said, or in film, it's usually the writer, it can be the director. So um, I get hired by them. I get hired by the producers. By the producers is who you hire as the so, casting director. It, right. Sometimes it's the director, but it's the producer who's working in tandem. But I, I'll sit down with the director because the director is the one to see if I can fulfill his vision, if we have like a rapport. Okay. 
So the difference, so you know what a director does. A director is the one who you know works with the actors to get the meaning of what the writer has written. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and, right. Yes, and now it, you know in film they've always called it a director's medium because. In plays, you can have one or two lines, but you'll still be on stage, where the film, you can have sometimes small parts, and they're edited out because of the storyline or yeah. the pacing or whatever. So um, so the casting director, so my job as a casting director, basically, I sit there with the director, and they go, okay, we're looking for the, the these are, this is the breakdown. I always ask them, what are the characters? What is your description? Then I can, then I see how far I can go. Like, um, does this character have to be Caucasian? Is it open to any race? How how tight are you on the age? Um, how open are we with certain things? Can, you know, is there a height thing? Is there this? You know, usually it has nothing to do with someone's prejudices. That sometimes, you know what it is? Sometimes you imagine a certain character this height. Mm-hmm. And I once... Uh, brought in someone and I told the director why I was bringing her in, even though she's a lot shorter than he is. I go, I saw her on stage. And when you see her work, you're going to forget about her height. Right. Right. And she got cast. So I like to see how far I can go with the parameters. I always go a little younger, always go a little older because it's a matchup. Okay. So you're, yeah, yeah, you're getting these parameters of these different types of characters for the story and then your next step is then to bring in actors that the director right. is going to look at. So how, I guess, what's your method and then what's a normal method for, like, finding actors? Are they coming to you? Are you going to them? Are we seeking them out? You know how the old saying, like, I got discovered? Like, does that happen anymore? Like, what's your method, I guess, for finding people? Well, you know what? When they say someone got discovered, they've been working for 10 years. Like, right. Um, yes. Someone I knew... Um, that theater company I mentioned, the Manhattan Theater Source in the Village, uh, they also used to rent out the space and develop projects there. So there was one actor in a musical there, and it literally was probably about 15 years ago. I got to see him last spring in uh, A Strange Loop. Oh, yes. He was the one who got a Tony nomination for his first Broadway show. Wow, amazing. But 15 years ago, he was already working, he wasn't known, but he was already working on a substantial musical. Yeah. Even in a small theater. Right, right. Somebody can say, oh, we discovered him, but people are working it's it's more it's more of a public perception right as opposed to a director going oh my god who is this person even if it's a child that child probably has broadway credits this reminds me of britney spears's documentary um for the record she she had the comeback and she goes i hate it when they call it that she goes i didn't go anywhere i've been working this whole time but it's the public's perception of the, the they're coming back. It's I would feel it's similar to getting discovered, as you right. said. It's yeah. It's like, oh, where are they? Well, they could be doing regional theater and stock and still working. Doing a film <laughs> overseas, but you just don't see it. It doesn't right. mean they left. Yeah. Right. So anyway, I uh, so you we were talking about where I get the actors. So I have my own files. Um, I have my Facebook page. I also go see shows. I brought in people who shows, and I told you those auditions. I go to festivals, um, and 
I give my card out. It's amazing. I have been to so many shows this winter, and I've actually left my card, and there'll be maybe a cast of 10, and I'll hear from two actors. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like asking. Somebody waited on me once in a restaurant and thought I looked familiar. And when we found out, we had some mutual friends, and I said, do you sing? Because I, I, I cast a lot of musicals. Okay. I have a musical background. So she goes, yeah, I go, oh, I'd love to call you in. Here's my card. Please mail me, you know, your materials. And she didn't, and I'm like, She's not even begging me. I'm telling her to do it. I'm asking her. I'm not being polite. I really, and so a lot of times actors don't realize that we need you, you know? Right, right, the yeah. best people. So what happens is I put out the notice. I use actors' access and backstage only if I am a little short in some of the roles. Like okay. I want to have more um, African-Americans right. or Latino. And just for everybody uh, listening, a- a- Actors Access and Backstage, it's kind of like Facebook, Craigslist, whatever network you want to say for actors. And, you you know, there's a list of people. And you, as you said, you put in like a race, height, whatever parameters, and then those people will pop up. Exactly. And um, now I have had a lot of directors that want to see the submissions first oh interesting okay and then you know and then they they'll tell me which one so this is at this level when you start auditioning for major films and television shows the director they don't have time it's the casting director who makes the appointment okay but i also like to tell actors that it's important to keep in touch with directors and writers which i did for years and still do even though I have reps because there's never been a production where I'm not given a list like Colleen could you call these people in mm-hmm. the director gave me some names the writer gave me some names right and by rep you reps is uh you have an agent or a manager yeah. representation yeah. I'm yeah. just I'm trying to I'm uh, trying to make sure we because you and I we talk about this oh. all the time but the average person might what is a rep anyway so yeah. You no, have, <laughs> so we bring these actors in to see the director. Now, here's my question. Is it, who has the final say of who gets the part? Director. The director. Oh, always, always. Okay. Well, sometimes, let me, let me just qualify that. Yeah. Um, but before we get there, so I've got all these actors, and I have to schedule them. Okay. That's the majority of the job. That's the tedious part, is scheduling them, making sure they have their material, making sure they know where to go, uh, changing, making changes if, like, you know, they get jobs or something happens. You um, are the wedding planner of this casting. Exactly. Oh, my God. That is, a, that is a great description because making sure the room is good, I bring my staples, right. my sanitizer. You know? <laughs> so here's the thing. It's different. On my level, I am... A lot of times I'm asked my opinion. It's the director that makes the choice. But sometimes they've been a little stuck or what do you think? And if I know someone, I'll say, well, I like the book. I happen to know this person and they're great. But I've also been on one or two productions where um, I might have said something, but they really weren't interested in my <laughs> They were like stuck on their... They knew. Knew. And <laughs> I have to say that sometimes I don't quite agree with their choice and... You know, there's a saying that not always the best actor 
<laughs> right, right. And well, I don't mean yeah. To, no, and I don't mean these actors were bad, but I mean I've seen productions where I go, "Sorry, I like my choices better." Right. It's just the energy of what you felt. Yeah. For, yeah. I'm not the decision maker. Right. Of I course. Can only bring in the choices, um, and I just say that because sometimes even my friends feel comfortable to say to me, like. Was my audition okay? You know, because I think they want to also make me look good, not just them. And I go, I thought you were great. I don't know why they didn't see it. You know, I don't know what's in their heads. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And then there's some that are more rigid than others. As I said, the director who ended up hiring somebody wasn't 5'8". She was 5'3". But because I said, you know, you're going to, I've seen her on stage. You don't think she's this little girl on stage. Right. Now, I just want to... I just want to switch gears just a little bit. I want to know your opinion on a broader scale for maybe Broadway or film and TV. Is there any casting directors or show that has been cast that you thought was just great? I know when I watch like Stranger Things, I think Carmen Cuba, she's the casting director for that show. And it's so good. In your opinion, do you have a favorite like cast of a show that you like? You thought everyone was just like such the right part for? You know, it's funny that you said that. Because a couple weeks ago we had this Arctic weather and I've been really, I've been really busy as actually these last two months more so uh, something I've cast uh, is an ongoing workshop, but they haven't needed replacements. So I haven't had that. I've been working mostly as an actor and I've been working on uh, the stuff that people don't see the back end, right? Updating material, right? pitch videos, learning how the business. So anyway, by the time this weekend came and I, I 10 degrees ago, yeah, I'm not leaving. I'm going to catch up on them shows. So I started, I went to Netflix. Sometimes I just look at their number one and I saw right. Ginny and Georgia. Which one? Sorry. Ginny and Georgia. Ginny and Georgia. Okay. Highly, highly recommend it. It was so addictive that I had to watch both seasons in a weekend because I couldn't, it's like a book, I couldn't put it down. Mm -hmm. So here's a fun thing. Um, I just say, I love it. I, and I said, because a lot of times as actors, we're looking to where we can fit in. Right. Like I may like something like a criminal minds, but I don't really see myself as an FBI director. I mean, maybe, but that's <laughs> not my thing. I see more comedy. You know, Helene, more I have comedy. to tell you something that you said years ago and it stuck with me because I thought it was so funny is we were at like a networking event and you were describing your type and you said, I kid you not, you go, guys, I'm kind of like the funny bar slut. <laughs> you said, you were like, I'm the one like at the bar that's drinking and having a good time and I giggled and it was just so funny and it was oh just, God. it stuck I'm with me. Cause you, cause you, you knew your type at the time, and it, and you were just on it, and it made me giggle. That's oh my god, that's so funny. Isn't it funny because you just don't remember like stuff you've said. <laughs> so anyway, I was in love with this show. I couldn't believe the writing and the acting and the casting because there's a few people they had to cast like the younger version. Mm -hmm. So just for fun, I posted on Facebook. Um, I said, "Oh my god, I'm so obsessed with Judy and George. I could see myself on that show." as the fun aunt or the crazy grandma, you know, and an actor that we've never, I've never met him in person, but he was in these actor groups and Facebook saw it and said, good friend of mine is one of the writers. Oh, so 
So I got in touch with him and I said, would it be all right to send a little something, a pitch video mm -hmm. to him? I would love to get, get it to him. And he said, sure. So I did it and I sent it to him. In fact, today I thanked him again because he's a busy actor. His daughter's now going into acting. And um, so I just said, you know, I appreciate what you did. Thank you so much. And then I also, I'm on IMDb Pro. Right, right. Which I recommend for actors if they don't know what that is. It's the professional version of IMDb where you can look people up in the shows and they have their contact info. Right. And you can hit shows and people who to follow. Mm. So just as I sent that email, it said that this writer just signed with one of the biggest management companies. Oh, wow. So I told my friend, P.S., tell him I said congratulations. <laughs> you know, so That's good. Tell him, yeah, I keep up with it. So I don't know. You know, I don't know if anything will come of it, but I felt so good because one of the things I got turned on in my pitch video, I said, um, the viewer in me loves a good mystery, but the actor in me sees my world. Right, right. I said, I watch this. I go, these are my peeps. This is <laughs> a multifaceted show where nobody is how they seem. These are my peeps, Helene. Well, you know what? We, we're going to have to wrap up in a moment, but I want to make sure... No, I know. This is great. But I do, I do want to make sure that people that are listening can know where to find you on the internet of all your knowledge. Where should someone follow you for your information? They can follow me on Facebook, Helene Gaelic Casting. It's a page. Okay. Um, I haven't used Instagram to post, but you know what I did? Yeah. I know a lot of people sometimes don't are not on Facebook. I actually you don't you can only have one link in your bio, so I put the Facebook link in there. Um, but I'm on Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn also. Oh, good. Yes, and, and I I'm um, a member of the the Facebook group for your casting, and it's so nice because. Sometimes you forget that Facebook is a real tool. I mean, I think you and I are in maybe two other acting groups together, and it's so true. I get so much information from these manager groups or the I Love Actors Facebook page. It's great. I've gotten um, I've gotten casting jobs from it. Yeah, yeah. Because, and, 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 yeah, so I was going to say, I know, you know, you, you have to be judicious about social media. I agree. But it's also that also on my page, I share opportunities from other people. That yeah. Or colleagues. Just, you never know who's going to link up. Just, and... No, you never know who's going to find you, who's going to grab you. So, <sighs> well, I'm sorry, is there any, I know I've been no. talking. No, to... I just want to, we're just going to wrap up. I just want to thank yeah. you so much for coming on the podcast. And I think it's been good because I think you gave so much specific information for maybe some actors that are listening as well as just normal industry stuff and explaining some stuff to us. It was really great to have you on. Well, thank you so much. And I just want to leave it saying, um, you're, there's always something to learn. Yeah, it's true. There's always yeah. something new to learn. Thank you so much, Helene. Well, thank you for listening, folks. I'm your host, Career. I mean, oh my goodness. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Keith Arthur, and this has been Career Expo, what you've always wanted to know. We'll see you next time for a new industry and a new career. Bye bye. <laughs>